Within the Canada Centre, we are taking a three-pronged approach to preventing and countering radicalization to violence online. Hi, I'm Anne Krane. I'm the research manager at Tech Against Terrorism, an organization that supports the global tech sector tackle terrorist and violent extremist use of the internet whilst respecting human rights. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. This week, we're taking a closer look at Canada's approach to countering terrorism and violent extremism, both online and offline, by speaking to two of the country's leading experts. They are Brett Kubicek, Research Manager, and Rob Burley, the Senior Director from the Canada Centre for Community Engagement and Prevention of Violence. Launched in 2017, the Canada Centre provides national leadership on efforts to prevent and counter radicalization to violence. I asked Rob to tell us a bit more about the Centre's work. Under one roof, we have policy, research, and funding. So bringing together all of those arms, we're a centre of excellence within Canada, and we also hold ourselves out as a centre of excellence internationally. We are the policy lead for our government uh, for countering radicalization to violence for both online and offline. So that includes violent and extremist terrorist and terrorist use of the internet, So really a one-stop shop for all elements regarding countering radicalization to violence. As Rob explains, the centre focuses on four main areas, starting with policy. So within Canada, we have developed and we lead Canada's national strategy on countering radicalization to violence. We also contribute to our government's efforts uh, on developing policy to address uh, these issues. For example, we're currently working on an online safety uh, legislative framework. We also uh, contribute to policy development internationally, working with groups like the Global Internet Forum to Counterterrorism, with the Christchurch Call to Action, and taking advantage of Canada's membership in bodies like the G7 and the Five Eyes, where we're helping to set international standards for online and offline prevention of violent extremism. The second arm of our work is promoting coordination and collaboration. So that's the community engagement part of our name. We do this within within Canada by helping lead coordination among the various levels of government. We also try to uh, increase the knowledge base uh, in Canada by organizing webinar series and workshops right up to the level of international events. And that extends to the international. So we're truly delighted that Tech Against Terrorism and GIFCT uh, will be coming to Canada in May for your workshop with industry and government. The third of the four arms of our work is planning and coordinating research. So that's the group uh, that Brett leads supporting and building a community of practice and research across the sectors to better understand radicalization to violence and how to best counter it. And then the last arm of our work is targeted programming through our Community Resilience Fund, financially supporting research and community-based projects across the country. One of the ways the Canada Centre supports work in the area of online counterterrorism is through its Community Resilience Fund. Brett highlights that the fund provides financial support to organisations working to improve Canada's understanding and capacity to prevent and counter violent extremism. 
we use the, the community resilience fund uh, across all of our lines of effort to build the evidence base as well as local capability and capacity to counter radicalization of violence in Canada, online and offline. And since uh, the 2019-2020 year, we have uh, 7 million Canadian available each year for existing and new projects um, that seek to build the knowledge base on radicalization of violence, again, including the online covering a range of activities, uh, including research, programming, evaluation, uh, network and coalition building. And to give you a sense of, of the, the, the areas of investment in our last open call for proposals, we, we set out three main priorities that we were looking to help address through Community Resilience Fund. We emphasize the need for more and better research to help locate harm, vulnerability, and needs. There's a really important for prevention to be really specific on what kinds of vulnerabilities, risks, needs are to be addressed through prevention. The second priority was called professionalizing the practice. The field of preventing and countering violent extremism in contrast to other fields of prevention like public health or crime prevention is still relatively young. And collectively, we need, we're learning lots of lessons about what works and what doesn't work. And where there are potential for for unintended consequences of poorly designed programs. But we're now learning so much as a field that we really need to be collectively raising the bar on what good practice looks like. So that was the, the, the second area. And the third area we called expanding capacity for impact. There really are starting to be some great models in Canada and internationally for what good prevention looks like, but they're still often small in number. We're looking, and it's not just in Canada, but there's a real need to find more of those strong, capable professional practitioners to work on prevention, be it through better engaging with nearby fields of prevention or, or, or otherwise. So those were sort of the, the, the three areas we were really trying to encourage more innovative, well-designed uh, research and, and programming uh, projects through our recent call. The Community Resilience Fund has helped finance many projects which are doing amazing work in the counterterrorism space, including Tech Against Terrorism's very own terrorist content analytics platform, TCAP, which we'll tell you more about shortly. Another notable project the fund is currently helping is led by YWCA Canada, an organization which aims to fight gender-based violence. As Brett explains, they're working to build resilience against online hate speech. This is a four-year project that really sort of starts with better understanding the impact of hate and violent extremism on communities targeted by those those movements in order to then develop resources, including engagement with tech about issues of content moderation to better inform, okay, what does online violent extremism and hate look like in Canada and how do we better recognize, you know, what the patterns are to better inform preventative efforts and response efforts like content moderation. There's also some some important education-related early prevention work. There's an ongoing important partnership between uh, the Institute for Strategic Dialogue and the Montreal-based Centre for the Prevention of Radicalization Leading to Violence, uh, where they're working together to adapt um, and expand the Extreme Dialogue Initiative, which has been around for, for a number of years but specifically developing some French language education content, looking at pathways into and out of violent extremism in Canada. And, and they're, they're working together to develop resources, guides, films, testimonies to support teachers and, and group facilitators to equip young people with the skills to challenge hate and violent extremism, uh, which is sort of, again, that sort of earlier prevention space. Mm-hmm. 
So what threats does Canada currently face when it comes to online terrorism and violent extremism? Here's Brett again. Our role at the Canada Centre is, is definitely to support the prevention community. So we're not the federal government's lead on threat assessment. I would highly encourage readers to, to look at the, the public reports produced by the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. It's really good information, including how Canada is not immune from acts of violence inspired by acts of ideologically motivated violence with an online component uh, since 2014. Uh, there have been several attacks, uh, resulting in 26 persons killed and more than 40 injured. Uh, just a few examples, including a very, you know, the infamous mosque shooting uh, just outside of Quebec City, the incel-inspired van attack in Toronto. Uh, there's been some some really notable targeting of authorities, especially police. So there's quite a bit to note there in terms of how our security and intelligence colleagues are assessing, but then communicating publicly about the threat environment and the role of the online. Another notable thing for us in terms of, of their work in, in that space has been to try and bring more precision into the language used around threat, which is important for us, given the, the need to avoid overgeneralization about threats and who's vulnerable and who's at risk. So a recent uh, shift in Canada is, is you'll see a lot of us refer to politically, religiously, and ideologically motivated violent extremism as, as three broad categories. There's a few reasons why that focus on language is, is important for even prevention practitioners. Is Part of it was an effort to sort of move away from really broad categories like right wing that capture almost too many things to, to allow that sort of precision. And of course, there are politicized aspects of talking about left and right. The threat environment has gotten so complicated in terms of intermixing of grievances and ideology and conspiracy and disinformation. And so one of the sort of things about there's that shift to those three categories. So and one of the sort of big concerns these days is the sort of the growth in audiences being drawn towards milieus and movements where there is are significant elements of violent extremism and where there's often a very significant online aspect. Uh, again, as prevention practitioners and wanting to better understand, you know, where it is important to work, understanding how uh, those dynamics are playing out, how influencers and propagandists capitalize on public distrust and conspiracy movements in, in attempts to recruit followers and even inspire attacks. You know, there's I've already covered a, a fair bit there, and we're continuing to try and strengthen our, our efforts to address violent extremists and terrorist use of the internet, including that ideologically motivated violent extremist category and the ability for this online activity to inspire and cite real-world incidents. Rob adds that the Canadian federal government deploys a range of tools to address the threat of extremism and terrorism online including through the designation of violent extremist groups as terrorist entities. We know that terrorist listings by governments can be an important tool, including because many social media companies use terrorist listings from some governments to help make their content moderation decisions. Canada has uh, many terrorist groups listed. In the last few years, we have added eight groups for their violent extremist activities. That includes groups like Blood and Honor, Combat 18, the Atomwaffen Division, the Proud Boys. We understand, in fact, uh, working with you and your Tech Against Terrorism colleagues, that your organization also uses uh, these 
terrorist listings to identify and, and notify platforms, including uh, via TCAP. And so that encourages us to be methodical and to keep uh, an open mind towards uh, this listings process. Within the Canada Centre, we are taking a three-pronged approach to preventing and countering radicalization to violence online. So first is early prevention. So it's about building resilience uh, to counter online radicalization to violence. This includes our support for the development of digital literacy and alternative narrative initiatives. We support this through the Community Resilience Fund. The second prong of our approach within the Canada Centre is that we are specifically targeting engagement with youth. So this is about providing resources and capacity to develop and then implement evidence-based online prevention initiatives to better understand the risks faced by youth online, to uh, encourage engagement between youth and key partners, such as tech companies, researchers, academics. And then the third prong of our work is engagement with the tech companies and other key stakeholders. So uh, this problem that we are joined and facing is one that requires a multi-stakeholder approach. At Tech Against Terrorism, we recommend countries and institutions to designate terrorist entities to provide clarity to tech companies on what to moderate as terrorist content. We therefore applaud the Canadian government for doing so, especially when it comes to designating far-right terrorist entities. We recently published a report on terrorist designation examining 10 countries and two institution systems, including Canada's. You can find the link to the full report and the summary in the show notes. So we also heard Rob mention the Canada Centre's work with the Christchurch Call to Action, a community of more than 120 governments, online service providers and civil society organisations acting together to eliminate terrorist and violent extremist content online. The group was formed following the horrific attack in New Zealand, where a perpetrator killed 51 people on the 15th of March 2019 and live-streamed the attack. I asked Rob to explain more about Canada's involvement with the initiative. The Christchurch Call and the commitments really do play an important role shaping Canada's approach to these issues. We're proud to be part of the Christchurch community, governments, online platforms, civil society organizations in that multi-stakeholder environment. This is a priority for our government and for Canada's Prime Minister. And we provide tangible support to New Zealand and France as the co-chairs of the Christchurch Call to Action uh, in a few ways. The Canada Centre participated in the steering committee to help organize the Christchurch Summit last September which Prime Minister Trudeau attended. We contribute to the Christchurch Call to Action work plan through the year, including through the the working groups that are addressing some of the issues. We engage with the Christchurch Call Advisory Network. This is a grouping of about 50 civil society organizations around the world. And I'll lastly mention again, um, our role with GIFCT is important because that grouping, being an industry-led organization, it's really important to bridge the work of GIFCT with the work of Christchurch uh, called Action, which of course is government-led. And uh, so whenever we can, we 
take advantage of the Canada Center being Canada's lead for both organizations to try and uh, bridge uh, between the two organizations. Finally, as we briefly mentioned early in the episode, we're proud to say that the Canada Centre's Community Resilience Fund has helped support Tech Against Terrorism's terrorist content analytics platform, TCAP. Our automated detection and removal system for verified terrorist content on messaging platforms and apps. And as Rob highlights, we hope our work on the TCAP will continue to aid Canada's efforts in tackling violent and extremist content online. September the 20th, last year at the Christchurch Summit, Prime Minister Trudeau announced up to 1.9 million in funding to your organization to expand uh, the TCAP. Why did we decide to sponsor TCAP? You know, the, the answer is pretty simple. We are thrilled to be a partner and for Tech Against Terrorism and for your excellent work. This announcement uh, followed Canada's support, of course, for the initial development of TCAP. And we were delighted by its success, including becoming the world's largest database of verified terrorist content online. We truly consider Tech Against Terrorism and the TCAP to be a really important contribution to the international community. It's essential to collaborate, engage, and support a broad range of online platforms if we're going to make headway uh, against these issues. And so providing that support that you do through TCAP and the work that Tech Against Terrorism does to help bring international standards to smaller platforms is really essential in our view to effectively and efficiently reduce the spread of TVE on those platforms. It also helps that by supporting TCAP and your organization, it helps Canada meet its commitments to the Christchurch Call to Action, which explicitly call for governments to support smaller platforms and building their capacity to moderate for terrorist and, and violent extremist content. We're delighted that we have this partnership with Tech Against Terrorism. We're looking forward to the next steps for the TCAP, uh, including the launch event that we're working and planning with you uh, in May in Ottawa. Tech Against Terrorism is truly delighted to work with the Canada Centre and is very grateful for their continued support. We look forward to launching TCAP Phase 2 in Ottawa in May, where we will announce our plans to expand the world's largest database of verified terrorist content and to further assist smaller tech companies with automated responses to terrorist content online. A huge thank you to Brett Kubicek and Rob Burley for their input in today's episode. If you want to learn more about Tech Against Terrorism and our work, visit techagainstterrorism.org or follow us on Twitter at techversusterrorism. I'm Anna Krane. This is the Tech Against Terrorism podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. And if you enjoy listening, please rate, leave a review and share the episode as that really helps new people to find us. This is an OG podcast production. Executive producer is Archie McFarlane. Produced and edited by Philip Aguiu. Sound design by Oli Guiu. Music by Rowan Bishop.